are backstage with the Soundcheck, and I'm your host, Haley Pearl, the world's rock and roll girl. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Backstage with the Soundcheck. As always, I'm your host, Haley Pearl, and I'm here to bring you some new bands with some new music updates. With me today, I have two members from a metalcore band who are here to talk to me about their latest single releases and more. Hey, this is Joe and James, and we're Gravebound, and we're backstage with the Sound Chick. So, you know, we're still in this crazy time with the whole pandemic. Things are finally starting to get back to normal slowly, though. Um, Besides music making, how are you guys doing right now? I mean, I think we're all mentally hanging in there. It's been rough because a lot of the enjoyment that comes from being in a band is playing shows and seeing fans and interacting with people. Um, So that's been rough. But we've been trying to stay active and and feed our creativity by writing music and creating content such as, you know, music videos or whatever we can do um, to keep ourselves entertained and our fans entertained. So it's been rough and I'm sure everybody in all the bands have been going through it and non-band members have been going through it as well. So, right. Yeah. I think it's been really tough. Uh, like for me, because we formed like pretty much, well, I joined pretty much like right when COVID hit. Uh, so I hadn't even had a chance to actually play like a show with these guys. Uh, you know, they're, we've been in the studio, we've been, uh, making music videos and that's cool. Uh, but it's kind of tough, like not getting on the stage, um, especially as, you know, a new member. Right. Yeah. So, so, so how did you come to join the band? Tell me about that. Yeah. So it's kind of a long story. Uh, but it all kind of starts with Craigslist. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, actually way back in like 2012, uh, I think James uh, could like tell you the time better. Uh, I saw like an ad on Craigslist for this band needing a guitar player at the time. Uh, so I hit him up, uh, you know, halfway thinking I was going to get murdered, uh, showed up to the practice. Actually, it was really cool. Uh, and then we did, uh, it was me, uh, James and Johnny, and we did that for a hot minute. Um, and then that fiddle fizzled out, uh, and I moved out to Nashville actually. And, uh, I looked on social media several like years later and I was like, Oh, like Jared's out of the band, the singer. I'm like, that's interesting. Uh, and I hit him up. I was like, I know you guys need a singer right now. If you need a bass player, let me know. And then found out Kyle was singing uh and I was like all right guys like I'm ready to come back so um yeah kind of wild kind of long but uh really cool (laughs) yeah no it sounds like it that's awesome and you know Craigslist seems to be a recurring theme that I'm hearing from bands so I think that it (laughs) it's working out great (laughs) yeah for the most part um Yeah. yeah and it was weird because like I was like 17 at the time and everybody in the band was a lot older so my dad actually showed up for like the first like 10 minutes um but uh no I went it went like I said it went great uh but it was just like I don't know super weird yeah and here we are yeah that's awesome I dig it 
So let's talk about the music for a second. You know, Gravebound just released two singles this year, um, Familiar Skin and Tonic. For those who haven't heard your music yet, what are you guys excited to bring with these new tracks and what should they expect? So as always, I think we're trying to bring a mix of clean singing and screaming. So that that's kind of what I would expect for most of our music vocally, just a mix of the two. Sometimes we're going to try and, you know, shake things up and maybe do one or the other. But for those two tracks specifically, there's like a good even balance of clean singing and screaming. And we really try to make the the vocals really catchy and, you know, the everything about the, the vocals from the screams to the singing, like flowy and, and exciting. And the music specifically is kind of uh, a roller coaster. It's it's up and it's down. And it's not just this one constant feeling. It's, you know, all over the place. It's bringing you down into a low spot. It's bringing you up into a high spot. So it's it's really that emotional roller coaster and that exciting music, which we try to write all the time. So that's what those two songs, I think, showcase best for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, like, I came in later on as these songs were being wrapped up. And one thing that I noticed was that there was way more emphasis on the vocals. Uh, I think Kyle really uh, brought something different um, than, like, than what I had seen before. Uh, and that was kind of teased a little bit on Failure by Design. Um, but yeah, I think the vocals are like a huge step up. And I think it's going to be what the future of Gravebound is going to be. Yeah, I, I think that that's great. I totally, I dug you know, the crap out of these songs. They were really, really awesome. And coming off from like Phobia, it just amped it up times 10. I love it. I think that you guys are definitely stepping it up big with these two tracks. You know, you guys also have two music videos out for these tracks in general, because I know that there's a few other music videos out. What is it like getting into, you know, the the mindset of okay i'm recording a music video now like what's it like getting into character for that yeah so i think it's a process it's not so we do have to you know day of the music video kind of bring our a game but there's a there's a lot of prep that goes into that besides the whole like where to be how we're doing it all and what we need to bring it's more like you know what clothes do we need to bring how are we all comparatively looking how are we styling and then how are we acting in front of the camera what moves we're doing and so we often um, prepare ahead of time so we'll you know joe or kyle or myself or johnny will just practice our moves in our own spare time and kind of bring that to the table maybe a week or a couple of days before the video and say like here's what i got what do you guys think about it and then you know we'll change it, things up here or there um, from what we see and so we kind of do this prep so that when we're actually shooting the video um, we don't have to just randomly come up with a move. You know, well, obviously there's that creativity in the air, that atmosphere that we're all like feeding off each other. So we might try something different and new, but for the most part, we kind of, what we want to do planned out already. So when we're actually shooting the video, we're not wasting time with, you know, some bad moves here or there. You know, we're really getting the be the most out of our time with the producer and giving them enough shots to get um, a great video for us. Right. Yeah. And like primarily coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gotta have that yeah. caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it can be a little weird for me at times because like I'm out in Nashville actually. Um, so there's a lot of me in my room uh, with my bass, just like practicing uh, and recording it on my iPhone. 
uh, and sending it to them. So uh, a little, it, it could be a little bit tough because usually I'm showing up like the morning of or night before. Um, so there has to be some extra effort there. Uh, but other than that, it's usually extremely smooth. And there's a lot of professionals who have been on set for the last couple of videos that have made it really uh, a lot better for us. Right, right. And I don't think people realize how many steps it takes to make a music video. Like, like you said, it's a whole lot of planning on what moves you're going to be making, the, the clothing, the costumes, everything takes time and thought and energy to uh, produce a music video. And I think that you guys nail it in all of your music videos. So I am thrilled to see more of them in the future. Do you have hopes on doing any more music videos for the current songs you guys have out right now? So we probably won't be doing any um, music videos for any material that is already out. Um, we're going to release more content this year. And with that, we want to put a video out for all of that. So my hope, and I, obviously that it might change um, at certain times, but my hope is that for every song that we're going to put out, We'll have a, vi a video with it in some capacity so um i think we have like maybe four more songs to put out this year so hopefully with all of those we can have a video with it um you know obviously that depends on certain factors like timing and finances but we'll see how that plays out but that is our or at least my hope for uh the band moving forward this year right nice yeah. well all right then you guys also covered sean mendez's wonder how did you pick this song in particular to cover um I looks like Sean Mendez. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. No, I I think we were trying to think um we wanted to get into the cover game and we wanted to try and see what we could do at covering another song and see if we could put like our grave bound spin on it. At the same time, we had a grand plan of like releasing a song every month and like covers would be like every other month and that's kind of how it all started in the first place, but actually choosing this song was kind of arbitrary you know we were like what's popular right now what's got a right. lot of views on youtube because we want to make sure that it has an impact we don't want to just do a song to do a song um which unfortunately is kind of how that one turned out <laughs> they didn't have that big of an impact but no we, we we honestly just did our research looked at what was kind of hot and um and that's what we chose was oh my smoke alarm's going off one second <laughs> <laughs> We're very professional in this. Yeah, that, that might happen again. My wife's cooking right now. But oh, yeah. No. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we picked, we basically just picked it um, one day. We we're like, I was like, Kyle, do you think you could sing this? And he's like, yeah, I could do that. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So yep. um, that's kind of yep. how it came out. Yeah, that's all I got on it too. That was all of them. I just traveled, uh, traveled out there and played bass on it. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. What other songs would you guys like to cover in the future? Um, so right now, we actually already did one. Um, it's called, well, you're probably familiar with it. It's not alarm. It's not called Smoke Alarm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, this is, I, you know, this was before me as well, Blade. I believe it was called, uh, was it Save Your Tears? Yeah, save your tears by the yeah. weekend. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So we have yeah. that one. We're actually gonna try and shoot a video for that um, in a, in the month or so. That's um, awesome. Yeah. 
in uh, by then I think we might have another one, but right now um, we've kind of stopped focusing uh, super heavy on covers because the first one we did wasn't super impactful and it's really tough to kind of keep up with what's current because that changes that landscape changes so fast so uh, we tried doing a few things here and there with like tiktok or like instagram stories where we have like these short clips of like what a song would sound like heavy and so we're doing that where we're still active in the cover space but we're not fully committing with like an entire song and a full production video because that just takes a lot of resources and you really have to nail it right to to have an impact there so right right Mm -hmm. So I know this was pre-Joseph as well, but in 2019, you guys released an EP, Phobia. What was your favorite song, um, James, to work on off this album? Or EP, sorry. Yeah, I think um, probably Disconnect because um, I, I got the most energy from that one when I, when mm-hmm. I was writing it. It was um, like the guitar riff is so fun and so different from something I'd have done before on any of the other songs. And just the way it flowed um, and the way it turned out was really exciting for me. So that was probably my favorite one off the off the uh, the EP. Nice. You know, one way we connect to music is emotionally. When fans listen to your music, what do you want them to feel? I have an answer from Kyle on that because he's I got him to give me that answer ahead of time. So before I speak to like lyrically, um, I'll say from the song wise, the structure wise, mm-hmm. um, we focus on having, as I mentioned earlier, like a roller coaster type of um, feeling to it. We don't wanna just have a flat song. We don't wanna have a song that's just super repetitive. We want something that's gonna grab your attention and it's gonna change a lot. Um, and that's what I try to do with a lot of the, the songs that I produce. And and I just really wanna focus on um, you know, bring it up, bring it down, you know, just that, just that roller coaster of emotion, something that's exciting to listen to, something that's groovy, you know, that's what I um, try and focus on when writing something. And we do the same with vocals as well. And um, so emotionally, just excitement yeah. at a high level. But um, if I, let me pull up his answer real quick. <laughs> um, there's a lot of different messages that we, um, that we portray with our songs right now. Um, right. They don't have like a, a general theme at the moment. Um, but let me just read what what he wrote me. So he okay. says, the message I try to betray with my lyrics is that you are the only person who can determine what you feel, think, believe. Don't follow anyone's narrative but your own. So that's kind of like his message in the, the few songs that we have right now, um, if you kind of generalize them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, you know, phobia was really focused on uh, mental health and mental awareness um, and just, you know, bringing attention to that. And then this is kind of more, uh, focusing again on yourself and in what you believe. I love that. <laughs> Thanks. We're still trying to we're still trying to iron out like you know our main image and um and and what we stand for because it, it you know with phobia it was pretty uh, pretty obvious you know it was one EP focused on mental health and mental mental awareness and now that we're pumping out singles every now and then we're trying to figure out a common theme between them all and so um, trying to be consistent there. Right. No. No. I got you completely. It's obvious that Gravebound has their own unique sound, but who are some influences to your music? Jody, want to go with that one first? Well, um, so James is uh, pretty much the primary songwriter. Uh, and from an outside perspective on that, I can tell that it's very, his writing is very much influenced by like um, era 
um, especially like later era, just in terms of like song structure. Um, and, uh, but for me, uh, as I have been, you know, adding to the bin, um, I'd probably say the biggest one for me since I grew up in Richmond uh, would be uh, Lamb of God, probably. I'm more focused on nice. the green side because, duh, bass, pay, bass player. But, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's me. Yeah, I mean, I'd say my primary influences have always been, like, Era and Architects and yeah. some of the Kingdom of Giants stuff that's come out is pretty cool. And, um, yeah. like, Solence is pretty awesome. They have a lot of cool yes. electronic yeah. work. Um and their vocals are insane. So like that, I, I really like um, synth heavy music and mm-hmm. like that really big production feeling. And sometimes I overdo it, but um, so I'm really inspired by anything or any band that does that. And so a lot of these bands these days, like Architects and all these other bands, like um, even Wage War did it a little bit, you know, have really pr- heavy production. And that's what I, I'm really into mm-hmm. lately. Right. With that heavy music behind it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So where did the name Gravebound come from? Well, um, so we started off um, with a different name um, when Joe wasn't in the band. And we eventually got with our now management company. And they were like, hey, guys, this name's got to go. And I'm hesitant to even say it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um, But you would understand. and they were like, hey, this name's got to go. We got to rebrand. You know, it's this is really not going to take you as far as you want it to go. So we kind of just sat down together and started mashing names together. And like, oh, my gosh, that was if you want to talk about difficult things to do in a band, you would naming a band is one of the hardest things to do because you have so many. I think we had we, had, we still only had four members at the time. But, man, just getting everybody to agree on one name. It's just like, I don't care. That's fine. Just we went through so many names. Um, I don't know. I think just Gravebound, you know, rolled off the tongue. It felt like a, a powerful name. Um, there wasn't, you know, wasn't any deeper meaning to it um, at the time. You know, I think I can definitely give meaning to that name now. It's not like we're about death and we're, we're about like, you know, um, I guess being dark in general. It's more about... Um, I would think at least at this point, you know, living life to its fullest and, and, and maybe not like YOLOing, right? But just knowing right. that like nothing's permanent because we've all had someone in our lives that we've lost and, um, you know, it's it's very hard on us to, to there. So, you know, part of that is just knowing that there's, um, you know, an end to everything eventually. And so just living your life and shooting for your dreams is kind of part of what we stand for as well with that name. I think that that's awesome. I I really like that it doesn't have, you know, the dark meaning behind it. It's actually something that's more positive and uplifting. I think that Mm -hmm. that's really interesting in in this genre, um, to say the least. Let's talk about something super exciting. You guys just released that you guys are playing um, Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Talk to me about this because this is so cool. What was it like joining, finding out about it? Um, what are you excited about? Who are you looking forward to meet on, on this festival? Yeah. So this, this is a long process actually. Cause we, <sighs> man, we were supposed to play this in like 2020 and yep. was it 20? I can't even, yeah. Um, we, but we, we signed on in 2019, I think, um, late 2019. 
So it's literally almost been two years by the time we play this show that we we're gonna play it, um, but just because of COVID and all, right? Um, and they start booking that out ahead of time, of course, as well. So Joe yeah. wasn't even the band when we um, decided that we wanted to try and get on it. Um, but that was exciting. We just you know we got with one of the promoters and discussed about playing it, and you know they uh, allowed us to be on this show, which is awesome. Um, I think over time, you know, 2020 was still gonna be pretty big list of bands but 2021 has shown that you know it's like who isn't playing blue ridge um, yeah there's so many bands so it's gonna be pretty exciting this is i think all of us our first festival um and luckily it won't be our first show before um <laughs> this year because i don't know we haven't, even, we haven't even played a show with joe yet um yeah, so, <laughs> so it yeah, this, this is going to be need a lot of practice for that. So it's going to be a little nerve wracking because it's still going to be one of our fewer shows of the year and it's going to be huge. A lot of people. Um, I know Joe's looking to forward to a lot of bands there that he wants to see. Mm -hmm. I've lost track of how many bands that are playing there. Um, so I think I'm just going to just get lost and see whatever bands I can find out uh, are playing. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know which ones you're most excited for? Well, honestly, I would have to say, I know they're like playing much later on, but because Metallica got added to the bill, if I remember correctly. No, I was, <laughs> oh, I was joking? joking with you. Oh, I, don't, I haven't gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was joking with I, you in the uh, chat. Because like I said, it was kind of like who wasn't playing. And uh, when they added Gojira, I was like, all right, well, oh, right. Yeah, they go yeah. on right before Metallica because <laughs> oh, you know, everybody. Yeah, was... that's right. You texted me about that. I'm pumped for Gojira. Yeah. Amazonia is a great song. I'm excited to see that get played live for sure. Um, yeah. So I can't stay super long though. So I got to be back in Nashville for my own shows. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I think it'll be a fun time. I think mm -hmm. it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So I know that you guys mentioned that, you know, you're releasing more music and hopefully more music videos uh, or videos in general. Um, but what are some other goals that you guys have for this coming year? So I, I would say one of our major goals, one of them is kind of figuring out our image and what makes us Gravebound. Uh, we've been writing music for a while now under the name Great Bound and we haven't really focused on our, our image as a whole and you know what we stand for and you know what we're trying to tell our fans and and what also gives them a reason to care about us in the first place and so I think focusing on that will really help us in the long run and I'd really like to have some type of idea of what that is by the end of the year um, along with growth like any other band obviously I could quantify that into like certain numbers like on Spotify or YouTube or whatever but I feel like you know we create I mean I bet every band would say this but I feel like we create really good quality music it's just not a lot of people are hearing it and that's going to come with time but yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see that expand as a, a lot more than we have right now yeah in conjunction with that I just kind of feel like um now with live music coming back slowly, uh, I think really just, you know, being known as a very solid live band uh, and that word of mouth uh, kind of spreading, uh, I feel like it's an important goal. May, uh, just maybe we'll play more shows, we'll add more, I'm not really sure. Um, mm -hmm. But now with shows coming back, we have that avenue uh, to spread right. our name, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I bet you guys crush it live. I, I am so stoked. I'm, I'm actually trying to go out and see the festival. I think my friend already has tickets for it somehow. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to come out, come out and see that as well. I, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. What was one song or band that changed your life forever? I think for me, it was probably uh, Memphis Mayfire. Like that really started my drive for more heavy music. Um, and like that mix of like that riffage and that clean singing and just, I don't know. That I, I listened to that album. Um, was it The Sinner? Just so yeah. much. Um, I met Joe was in the band when I, that kind of like hit me. And yeah. our old band <laughs> um, from like what, yeah. 12, like you were saying. And that yeah. was that was my jam for most time. So I would say that really had a big impact on my life. What about you, Joe? Man, um, that's a tough question. You're gonna say some obscure band that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess for like every period of my life, there's a like mm-hmm. most impactful band. Uh, but I guess if we want to go. Um, go back. I'm gonna go back to that era. Uh, I would probably say, uh, like as I lay dying. Yeah, um, that was when they were going through their like thrashier phase as well. Um, like the Powerless Rise record. I remember listening to it. And I was just like, holy crap! Like this, this teases like Slayer and some of that stuff a little bit. Right. Uh, and that inevitably got me into a lot of like the darker stuff that I listen to um, now, like Behemoth uh, and Dired is Murder and stuff like that. Um, maybe more of the black metal stuff, too. So, um, yeah, probably that that record. Nice. Yeah. Um, nice. I'm going to hit you guys with another hard question here. But what was your favorite concert you ever attended? <laughs> Dang. oh my goodness i don't even remember what year it was but it was probably I, mean, I feel like a cop out if i just say warp tour yeah <laughs> like my first warp tour was like an unbelievable experience that or like when mayhem fest was around and i right. see like bullet mm-hmm. my valentine and like kill switch engage and all those bands that i'd been like listening to on repeat for the longest time so i'd probably say one of those festivals was like really one of my favorite ones i mean you know there's shows here and there but you can't beat a <coughs> with a bunch of packed um bands right mm-hmm. what about you uh, probably my favorite was uh um i don't even think they do house shows anymore but it was a house show it's like an off date of warp tour in nashville a few years ago um and it was a, literally a dude's uh basement uh and they had gideon and i think it was also counterparts playing there nice. uh, just at this dude's house um but i didn't get to see counterparts because i broke my hand during gideon's set um because it was a concrete basement but uh yeah it was great it's probably my favorite show <laughs> how did you break your hand oh I, there I, so there was like a big pole in the middle of like where the mosh pit was because okay. you know, it was like a steel pole and it just got caught between it you know my hand got caught between that and a dude and it just Ooh. yeah 
yeah so i made it like the rest of like gideon's set and then i pieced out of there and went uh to patient three <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah Yikes. So, Yikes. what would you guys say is the craziest thing you've done for music I'd say personally, uh, and this is not going to sound, if you, if you know my personality, this would like, this would make sense, but, um, I'm very introverted and I don't like, I'm not good with talking with people usually, or at least that used to be that way. And like, I'm not, I don't show a lot of emotion and I don't throw down at shows. I don't like, you know, dance around. I don't do any of that ever. Um, but I did it at a Parkway Drive show and that was just something I've, I've that was the only time i've done it and um yeah i, I think that's probably one of the craziest thing I've, craziest things i've done is just throw down because i know most people are probably like oh that's whatever but for me that's just that's not a thing i do yeah yeah i i've known james for like uh almost nine years now and i've never seen him throw down <laughs> like at all <laughs> He's there in the pit, but he's standing at the back of the pit, just like watching, mm -hmm. crossing his arms, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'd probably say meeting these guys. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably the craziest thing because it all went downhill uh, afterwards. So. <laughs> yeah, keep yeah. yourself that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So we touched base on this a little bit earlier, but what is your songwriting process like? What allows for one of your songs to come to life? Um, I guess. So it used to be a little chaotic. I think we've gotten a little bit more structured with it and I still want to see it evolve more. But right now, if I were to say, start writing a song right now, um, I would probably take the first crack at it and I would get some type of chorus or um you know some instrumental going whether it be drums and guitar or something or just synth and then it just kind of molds from there um i spend like maybe a couple weeks on it um i demo it and show it to the guys you know they provide feedback and kyle's like you know our vocalist is like hey i like this i don't like this we might change a few things here but then i kind of have a lot of the creative control to see it through the end um and then once we have like this pre-production demo um, you know, we, we get it over to, to Kyle to, to, to do his final vocals on it. Um, and, you know, the studio process is, is kind of different each time. A lot of the time we do it remotely. So I'll send like the vocals, the guitars, the drums, you know, whatever we have, I'll send those stems over to our producer and he'll just mix, or, mix and master them um, or like reamp the guitars or whatever and provide us a track in the end. Um, or some like with our, our last uh two songs we actually went out to um kyle odell in nashville um so joe didn't have to travel very far yeah and um you know we 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 actually recorded vocals in studio but everything else was done remotely i'd already gave him the guitars and drums and whatnot we might have modified a few things here and there but um i guess except for one song we actually we have a song coming out uh, whenever like two months i think um, it's called Casualty, and we wrote that in studio. Uh, well, as in we recorded it in studio, just literally in half a day. Um, it was kind of like a, well, we have time, let's just do it. So, but most of the time, our, our writing process is pretty structured. Like I said, we just pre-prepare all the files and get them together, and then provide them to our producer. Um, but yeah, that's it's that's usually how it goes. That's awesome. 
works for you guys, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> none of us are like amazing at um, mixing and mastering yet and getting that, you know, that sound exactly how we want it. So maybe eventually we'll get there, but, um, you know, we get it to a good spot where we're happy with it and we see the the direction of it. And then, it, you know, it comes more to life once we get it in studio. So yeah, yeah. Of that. yeah, absolutely. Um, what is some advice you guys would like to pass down to other upcoming artists? I would just say, um, you know, focus on the quality of things and focus on, um, you know, don't just like write a song and then immediately release it. Try and focus on having an impact with certain things and, you know, doing things smart. Don't just like I said, you know, create a song, create a video, and then release it the next day. Try and build up some steam with it. Be consistent. And then I think sometimes when I kind of what I just said, but um, bands focus too much on like the perfection side mm -hmm. of things. Of and, you know, especially if you're starting off, I would say just focus on being consistent and then just constantly raise that bar for the quality of things and you'll eventually be at the level you want to be at. Yeah. Like, so like, well, I, well, I don't have as much control, uh, like in the songwriting process for like me and my like career. Cause like, I actually like, I like do live music for a living and I would have to say that something that's really benefited me and I would apply anywhere in music is, you know, keep the standard, be consistent. Um, but also like raise the standard over time. Uh, eventually that'll pay off. Um, well, hopefully it will eventually pay off. But, uh, you know, that applies both to my career um, and just the band overall. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I would say networking as well. Like if you meet somebody or if you have the opportunity to meet anybody, don't waste yeah. it. I know like for myself, I've done that so many times. We played with so many bands. I've never even said hi or even tried to like, you know, meet them or just even drop a line. Even if it is to say, hey, you don't have to plug your band everywhere. But I mean obviously we you are your number one promoter but right um you know try and network with as many people as you can it'll eventually pay off knowing knowing these people and they'll have great advice for you right mm -hmm. it's it's actually very important i feel like because you know it's the music industry is a very dog eat dog world mm -hmm. <laughs> and you want to find supportive like-minded people to help lift each other up so networking is very important in my eyes yeah i agree yeah a lot of it can happen by accident too just like uh you know never miss an opportunity you know if somebody tells you to like go somewhere you know like hey man like go to the show meet these people or whatever or just be right. somewhere you never know who you know you'll run into and uh you know i, I feel like that's like kind of under uh it's not that's not like considered enough it's people just like go out you know and go see your friend shows and meet people right. that way you know support your friends but also like network like it yeah. helps everybody get better right no yeah. no i agree with you yeah. yeah well guys as we're coming to a close to our time here would you like to take a minute and plug your social medias and and outlets so that our listeners can find you and your music yeah absolutely um, it's pretty easy for us. Everything is at gravebound.com. That's all one word, mm -hmm. gravebound.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, 
Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, even TikTok. Um, so find us on all those platforms. It's you can link, like I said, link us all from the greatfound.com site. Nice. Yeah. Well, guys, I appreciated you guys coming on the show and and speaking with me about your music. I enjoyed it. I love your music, and I wish you luck on all your best or on your future endeavors. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us on here. Yeah, yeah thank course. you so much. This was a lot of fun. As always, major shout out to the listeners of this podcast. Please don't forget to go and check out Gravebound's music in your spare time. They released Familiar Skin and Tonic this year, and they are both killer tracks, so I highly recommend you go and check them out. To stay up to date on more artist interviews or music reviews, you can go to my social media on Twitter or Instagram at RealSoundChick or go to my website at www.thesound-chick.com. Again, that's on Twitter or Instagram at RealSoundChick or on my website at www.thesound-chick.com. I appreciate y'all's continual support and I look forward to having you on the next broadcast. As always, rock on my dudes! The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by the interview subject belong solely to themselves and not necessarily the sound chick or its sponsors. We thank you for tuning in and look forward to seeing you on the next broadcast.